Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Make sure you also check out Five Reasons YouTube channel. Hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on, and you'll get all the content on all the other teams in town. Also check out Off the Floor. Text directly to your phone from Alex, Brady, Greg, and myself. Insider information, special prize picks contest. You get it all there including long posts from Mateo Mayorga. Check it out, $3.05 per month, free for the first week. Get us to 1,000 subscribers. We're getting close. Also, and by the way, that's at Winnow. That's with two N's, winnow.app, backslash, off the floor. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. I mentioned prize picks before this NFL weekend. Get in. Use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Prizepicks.com, the official fantasy sponsor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. You can play all the sports there, and you can play two, three, four, five, six players together. You can play flex play, power play. They've got all kinds of new categories on there as well. So go to prizepicks.com. Make sure you use that code 5. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. And also, you can follow Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305. We are hearing a lot of noise tonight. We did a playback. And there's stuff coming out as we're speaking. So I, I this is a dangerous podcast Brady, because I like these because there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. And it's coming in on X or Twitter or whatever it is. But there's also stuff that may be invalid by the time that this actually posts. So we're going to try to do this quickly. I mean, <laughs> our topic today was going to be what a Dame Jimmy fit would look like. So I guess that fits into all of this. Uh, and now I'm reading a tweet from Hoopshock, which is our guy, Eric Brandt, who's a, a Blazers fan who who joined us on a podcast that a lot of you listen to from beginning to end, actually. It was an hour long. And he went through how Dane was failed by the Portland front office. And uh, Eric is now reporting that Dame is for sure headed to Miami in the trade for those concerned. Um, so this is, again, at, this is at 9.07 he tweeted that. We're now talking at 9.17 PM. So I don't know how I can't speak to someone else's reporting. I try not to do that. There are certain reporters in Miami who I know who they speak to. And sometimes we cross over. I can't speak to who Portland reporters are speaking to. I just know Eric's had a lot of information through this process. I also know this comes at the end of a day in which uh, Brian Windhorst, who has sources around the league, including in the Heat organization and elsewhere, uh, reported essentially that the Blazers are trying to get this done before training camp. Duh. I'm not saying that for Brian's sake. I'm saying just that we've been saying that for two months, that they had to do that. And now ultimately that appears that that's what's happening. And then there was additional reporting from a guy named Gambo. He's a radio host in Phoenix who actually was dead on with the Bradley Beal stuff to Phoenix and was pretty close on all the Kevin Durant stuff, too. 
And he's reported that things are heating up now and Phoenix could be involved. And we know that DeAndre Ayton is someone that I know for sure that the, the Suns are still trying to move and he could be moved in a trade possibly to Portland. Uh, but that would have to likely be a four team trade or more just because of the specifics between Phoenix, Portland and Miami. Am I missing anything, Brady? Is there anything else that our guy Drew Starr has aggregated? To? Well, Danny Morang, who's been the biggest holdout of all the Portland media people, he's a radio host out there. He's actually reported now. It's like he threw up his hands and he's reporting that the Blazers are trying to get something done before training camp. And now again, Eric Brandt's reporting it's with Miami. Um, all of this is leading to the conclusion that we've expected and we've telegraphed with you for months. I'm fully expecting the ESPN tweet by a certain front office insider saying that Joe Cronin, the brilliant Joe Cronin, I think I tweeted this a few times, uh, that this is what's going to be said. The brilliant Joe Cronin, by exploring the league and going into every nook and cranny was able to force the Miami heat to give up blank to get this deal done while still doing right by the best player. Uh, the Blazers have had in this, uh, in this decade, Dame Lillard uh, and ultimately sending him to the location that he preferred the Miami heat, something along those lines. Uh, I think it's coming just a matter of time here, but I right, so Brady, let's just get into this and, and then we'll get into the Jimmy Dame fit because we still think there is going to be a Jimmy Dame fit. How are you feeling tonight? I actually said on Twitter a little bit ago, I feel like the fact that we're hearing more and more is like, makes me uh, just deja vu of the fact that we've been doing this for two and a half months. So I can't even like go lean in a certain direction just because I feel like I've done this same podcast 94 times because we probably have done this podcast 94 times. Uh, but there does feel like a little bit more unity among all sides i'll say like just on the let's just say because it's a very small percentage but let's just say on the twitter side of things you're seeing from portland side miami side national side things are beginning to line up in a way that they have not lined up since july so i think that makes people feel a lot better and it feels like all reports have been about speeding up and i think that's what everybody's waiting for everybody's been hearing about this waiting game and taking forever and now that when you're hearing that there's stuff that's beginning to kind of pick up a little bit and there's a little bit more of a time clock on it because there has not been a time clock because there's not been another checkpoint. Like mm -hmm. there's been these different points that we've said like, Oh, wait till this time, wait till this time. Well, the next time is training camp. And all of a sudden, by the way, I said this the other day, like I blinked and all of a sudden training camps here. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know how training camp got here so quick, but it's here. So that's why we're at the next checkpoint and things are beginning to speed up. So I think it is funny to see all this stuff. And like, I continue to say, because I've basically been restricted to talk about a, uh, a Dame fit, I feel like, on here because we don't want to jinx anything. Right. So we've got two and a half months talking about Dame potentially in Miami. I've barely even talked about fit. So that's why we're doing this right now and just saying forget this. So probably by morning he'll be traded to Charlotte or something. He'll be in another jersey. But We'll be, uh, we'll be doing the LaMelo ball Dame, Dame Lillard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like – but I will say just coming back to it is like if this or when this trade ever comes down to it and you get that notification, I feel like it's going to be like, yeah, like there's going to be excitement among the Heat fan base talking about them getting Damian Lillard. But I think we're like going to forget about the fact that what this would look like, like seriously, like when we comes down to what it would look like on the court, like this is really Damian Lillard in a potential heat offense around these other guys. And I think there's really fun stuff to get to. So that's why I think this podcast is an interesting topic because I think we we've talked about Dame so much that we might've forgot about the specifics of what it may look like. Yeah. And we've, we haven't really talked mostly about the specifics and how it'll look like with the heats, uh, you know, <laughs> best player for the past four seasons and, and how that's going to work out. So uh, let's start on the court and then I'll, I'll, after the break, get to some of the off the court stuff 
I know you've talked a little bit about uh, both guys off the ball and, and how that's going to look, but just get into it uh, from a fit perspective. Let's start offensively. Defensively is a little easier to figure out. Jimmy's going to have to protect Dame. Uh, if he comes, I keep saying if he comes, but again, it does seem like the train is moving uh, this direction and, you know, he's going to have to protect him as a center fielder, essentially in a lot of different ways and, and, you know, keep guys from getting, but in the same way that he had to protect Kyle. Uh, although I think that the Kyle will be used, uh, Dame will be used a little bit differently than Kyle was uh, maybe not as much switches into the post, but uh, just get into the offensive fit here. What, what would it look like? So number one, I feel like, we keep talking about it in the context of uh, Dame on the ball, like thinking Jimmy is just like Dame's going to take over the offense and Jimmy's kind of just going to stand to the side and take his time in the regular season. And I'm not like totally convinced that that's going to happen most of the time. Like, yeah, Jimmy's usage may dip a little, but like it's still going to be similar. I just think it's going to be utilized in different ways. The number one thing about kind of talking about specifics is that Damian Lillard is a very good off-ball player. And I think that gets lost in a lot of this just because he's had to play such a ball-dominant role in Portland for so long, but I'm thinking about in the context of playing next to Jimmy. Uh, and that's why I'm glad we're doing this because we, I think we've talked a lot about Damon Bam just because that's like probably the most fun and natural fit, but Jimmy makes a lot of sense too. Like I think about stuff that we always talk about post splits, like when they have Bam or Jimmy kind of as a mid range hub, they absolutely love that. They actually didn't have much of it last season because they didn't have as many guys to go to it. Like the season before that they used PJ at it, Markeith Morris, Yurtsevin, like they use different guys in it. Not as much last season. It was pretty much just Jimmy and Bam. And when I think about it in that context, there's stuff that Portland has run. And I'm, it's funny enough, we talk about like things holding out. I have like a thread in my in <laughs> waiting in my drafts to potentially put out there. And I have like these Portland plays. Um, but I'll just in the fact of like the stuff that they run, they run a lot of stuff where they'll send like uh double screen off for Dame to kind of run into a catch and shoot jumper. That's something that Miami's run a lot of. And I just think about it in the context of Jimmy kind of in that, that mid post post split kind of setting up a Dame set and then bam slipping back door. Like there's something gets you there. Then there's the fact of Dame on the ball where then that's the stuff that's effortless where they can set screens much higher. They have more room to operate. They can kind of rely on their role players shooting wise. If they're going to dip off of uh, there's stuff that they could do in two man actions with, I think with Dame and Jimmy with uh Obviously, a Dame-Jimmy pick and roll because I think Jimmy is a very underrated roller. It's something they haven't done a lot of last season either. But they did it actually very early on. It's actually funny because they did it when they got Kyle. Like when they first got Kyle, they started running Kyle-Jimmy pick and rolls and Jimmy kind of thrived off the roll and then they kind of got away from it. If they get Dame, I think they go back to that a little bit where you see a little bit more of Jimmy on the roll and kind of working out of that that little short roll, making playmaking out of it, getting into those little shots. But then there's the flip side of it. We always talk about inverted pick and rolls with Dame coming and slipping screens for Jimmy. Cause what do you do against that? Like thinking about a bulldozing Jimmy coming at you full screen off uh, full speed off a screen and Dame is slipping to the top of the key. Like you have to make a decision as a defense. Like you really have to make a decision at that point because that is a lot of, of skill, but it's also a lot of gravity in terms of their reputation. Uh, so there's just, it feels like an endless, a lot of things that they can get to. And maybe it's like, not as clean as like a Dame band pick and roll, but they really do seem to complement each other on paper uh, offensively. Yeah. And I think when you look at how actions initiate with Jimmy and we've talked about him playing out of the post, playing at the top, playing, I mean, Jimmy, they use Jimmy in so many different actions 
And you look at, you know, the way that they've been able to make it work, even with Jimmy and Bam not being ideal offensive fits together because you don't have the spacing. And now you're adding that spacing. So essentially you're basically, it's a rubber band and you're just stretching it on the floor and you're forcing defenders to go to different points on the floor. We know how good Jimmy is at identifying mismatches. I want to get to that with you. Do you think there will be more mismatches for him, more guys that he can hunt as a result of Dane playing with him? Definitely. I think that would be pretty ideal. And when I was talking about kind of Dame slipping off of screens inverted wise, that's kind of the goal. Like, I mean, if you can just cause one little bit of misdirection and then a late switch and he has a point guard on him where that's a tough thing to deal with. Cause usually when they've been screaming, like they think back to think, actually think back to all like the clutch games last season. So I remember we went through this before and it was like every single game, they ran the same play and it was basically Jimmy has the ball and either Max or Gabe was going to be screening. And it was because whoever had the worst defender on them or smallest defender on them, they just were going to try to see if they could cause a misdirection and a switch. That's something that you're going to be able to do. And instead of a Gabe or a Max, it's Damian Lillard. So there's a lot of things they could do there. And just to add on to that, the, the other thing I was thinking about was we talk about Dame Bam pick and roll. And, and something I talked about a lot last season was they, they really looked good when they were running Tyler Bam pick and roll. And Jimmy would kind of flip dunker spots and just kind of bounce back and forth because he could kind of pull – the help defender whichever way you wanted. That's another thing they can get to where, where Jimmy could play more of a reserved role, more of a like protected, not having to throw everything out there kind of role in the regular season. Uh, and kind of just not have to work for his buckets as much. Like when you have a guy like Dame who can just go, like we could talk about sets all we want. And he's like these deep dives and X's and O's, but he's a guy that could just go get a bucket. Like he's a guy that can pass the logo and just pull it and just get a bucket where it's, it's easier for a guy like Jimmy to kind of work off of. Like, I feel like it, there'll, there'll definitely be a period. I don't want to act like they're just going to go out there and it'll look seamless immediately. Like, I think they're going to have to get a feel for each other's games in this sense. But it just makes a lot of sense in that way that he could potentially not have to work as hard. And maybe if he had, like, if he's going to put his energy into something, which I think we we're going to get into next, it is the defensive side of the ball where he can lean into that maybe a little bit more than he has in previous years and kind of give the keys to an extent, to Damian Lillard offensively. One more thing on the offense here, um, because we talk about how, again, Jimmy being able to hunt those mismatches, but also Dame has never played with anybody as good as Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's played with CJ, you know, CJ McConnell. He's played with Lamar, Marcus Aldridge. Uh, you know, Marcus, multi-time all-star, CJ, borderline all-star. But he's never played with somebody like this who other teams go through an entire player playoff series game planning for. And even though it doesn't make sense because he's not super elite at any one thing, they still can't deal with him. So when we're looking at now, again, we're talking about what Dame creates for him. What is what does Jimmy create for Dame? Well, I'll say in the term, I think it's it makes sense to say like Dame isn't like be asking to be traded to a team because he wants to be like the first option. Like he's asking to be traded to a team because he wants to win. Uh, and he like, he's not a guy that's going to be like coming in and like push Jimmy to the side or say he wants to do this and this, like he's going to do whatever it takes most likely to kind of just put himself because he's been asking for help all this time. And now he mm -hmm. has that help potentially. So I guess what it would mean for Dame taking a backseat is mostly the spot up stuff. Like I really keep coming back to that because I think, if there we talked about the Jimmy Dame combo, how about the Spo Dame two man game? I don't want to take a future podcast topic because I'm sure you might be writing that down. But uh, the the Jimmy like the what Spo could potentially do for Dame off ball, like in in terms of just putting him in positions, running him off pin downs with like 
think about like bam playmaking for dame off a pin down like there's there's things that you can't really do against stuff like that that they could potentially do and i just think we're gonna over we're gonna over talk about the fact of like this fit and jimmy being awkward and putting in certain spots but jimmy's gonna probably be doing the same exact stuff that he was already doing because these he's gonna try to get to the line he's going to have to put pressure on the rim even though i think dame does that to an extent in a different way like putting pressure on the rim normal just driving sprays driving kicks like all stuff like that is going to still be needed uh, but I just think it's fun to think about specific sets and stuff just because the fact that they fit so well. But they can really fluctuate in a way, and we're not even talking about Bam, because I know we keep kind of throwing his name in there, but his usage is going to be up there as well because I think he actually ties Dame and Jimmy better than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the three-man game is what's be- is better than the two-man game I mean, just because of the stuff that they can run through all three of them, the the double screens, the the playmaking through Bam with those two kind of screening for each other, like the, that's what I think can really take this offense to the next level when we're talking about those three guys. All right, let's get to the defensive side, and on the other side, I'll get some more of the off the court stuff. Uh, you you think that again that this is a good fit between the two of them? Why? Well, like we have to be honest, like <laughs> Damian Lillard is not a great defender. <laughs> like he's not a good defender that you're going to you're going to have to make up for that. But, like, I don't like when there's it's, like, been talked about in the context of, like, what is Miami going to do with Damian Lillard, Lillard not being a good defender, potentially? Because they've dealt with this for years. Like, on Jimmy Butler teams, like, every backcourt he's basically played around has been this similar of a, of a roster construction. Except this time, when the, you're talking about defense, potential defensive liability, he could potentially give you 50 on the other side of the court. So I don't really think that that makes a lot of ten- sense in that concept, but there is things you have to cover up for. Uh, and that's why I kind of believe if, if Dame is going to take more of the load offensively, like it makes sense for Jimmy to kind of put a lot of his effort and everything defensively into kind of more kind of a ramp up in the regular season. And I'm not saying that Jimmy coasts all regular season. That's not what I'm saying, but it's definitely a different level compared to what we were just remembered from these, these past 20 games in the playoffs. Like that, that's just a different level. So I remember we talked about the Richardson-Jimmy combo just because Richardson on ball makes a lot of sense. That's why I think Josh and him could actually – Josh and Dame could work really well together because Josh is going to be guarding most of his usual one-on-one assignments. Uh, But they're going to have to make up for that stuff. I think Dame – you hit on it when you said kind of compared it to Kyle because Kyle can Mm -hmm. size up. Like I thought Kyle was actually good at mm-hmm. sizing up like when i remember people would get mad at the switches when he was guarding a four numbers or five. were pretty good actually on that he was very good at it like he he's able to kind of hold those guys up and force certain shots where that's not what you're you're not leaving dame on an island on an opposing four like in, in that mm-hmm. instance you're sending bam over for help you're sending jimmy down for help uh so you'll probably have to rely a lot more on rotations and that's why i think that the roster around him would make a lot of sense like i keep talking i keep bringing up this guy's name because I feel like he's not getting enough shine, but Haywood Highsmith, I knew where you go. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense for either roster. Like I know we keep mm-hmm. doing the either roster thing, but he is going to play minutes. Like as much as it's a fun story, and I like talking about the Jovic and the Hawkes and all these different guys, Haywood is going to play regular rotation minutes this regular season. Spo is going to utilize them. He makes sense for the roster. They need guys to kind of do that. They need guys to guard those those type of regular matchups but they need guys that could just move around and be in the right spot defensively like if you have like i remember times when it was everybody's yelling at kyle because he's guarding the four or something and, and they're rotating and then the rotation is slow and it ends up in a three and kyle gets all the blame but like if your rotations are crisp your the defensive structure can work so if you build the round with those type of guys like the haywoods of the world or the caleb's or josh's like 
they can do things defensively where you're not just talking about Damian Lillard being a defensive liability. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into the off the court fit and how that may work. Uh, the pecking order and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, before we do, though, I want to mention another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're joining our competitions at Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Get $20 to play. What makes Better Edge different? It's legal in the state of Florida and 44 other states because you are betting against others who use it. You are not betting against a bookie or against an app or anything along those lines. So check them out. Better Edge, that's with an O, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN, get $20 to play. Our contests, our NFL contests, uh, you go against the Pacer every week. They're only 10 bucks each. So get your 20 bucks and then you just play whichever weeks you want. But go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, back here with Brady. So let, let me get into some of the off-the-court stuff. And this is one of the places that I think Jimmy would really welcome Dane. Jimmy does not want to be the face of the franchise in a lot of different ways. He wants to do his own thing, go home, see his baby daughter, uh, you know, do his coffee thing. He doesn't want to be bothered with a lot of it. Dame does that stuff. Dame seems to like that stuff. Dame was the face of Portland for basically 11 years. I know they both have beer commercials, different beer, Medela versus Michelob Ultra, but Dame is more into that kind of thing uh, than Jimmy is. And I think that this is going to help not just Jimmy, but it's going to help if Dame comes, I keep having to add that it's going to help, you know, other people behind the scenes with the heat because on the day Jimmy doesn't want to do media, Dame's going to do it. We know Bam does it, but now Dame's going to do it. And sometimes Dame and Bam will do it together because of their relationship. I, I just think that in a lot of ways, again, Dame takes pressure off Jimmy in that regard because Jimmy just wants to be Jimmy. I think Dame is going to come here. And as soon as he gets comfortable with it and in the same way, that Dwayne Wade helped LeBron James and Chris Bosh get comfortable. If you remember the big three, they had their first media day 
at the at the Heck Center in in Miami at the University of Miami in Coral Gables because they needed a bigger facility. And Dwayne sat between LeBron and Bosch, and I was actually first row, so I got to witness all this stuff next to the elite Barry Jackson. Anybody makes fun of Barry Jackson on this pod uh, from Portland, they hear from us on this podcast, FLA Sports Buzz. And we were watching, and LeBron was nervous. He was like tapping his fingers the whole time. Okay. Dwayne held the mic. Dwayne gave the mic to Chris. Dwayne gave the mic to LeBron. Dwayne orchestrated. And also behind the scenes, Dwayne orchestrated. One of the reasons the Heat really didn't have issues with LeBron over the first couple of years, first two or three years, was because Dwayne was there and he took those bullets, so to speak, okay? That he was out front on a lot of those things. And he he basically, he'd been in the Heat system since he was there from the very beginning. And system is not just basketball system it's the whole thing it's the whole culture and he helped sort of lebron get used to that he kind of trained lebron for all that stuff bosh didn't need it because just the way that bosh is but but lebron to a certain degree did because in cleveland he ran everything and he had to kind of learn how things worked in miami in cleveland lebron didn't speak to the media every day trust me i went up there in 2014 i'd go i was up there for a week sometimes and i'd get to talk to him once okay in Miami, you spoke twice a day, all right? There's certain ways that the Heat do things that other organizations don't necessarily do. They have, you know, they, they work with their stars. Jimmy doesn't necessarily go along with all of that stuff, but Bam does. And so I think in a lot of ways, Bam is going to be the Dwayne here who gets Dame comfortable with everything. And I think once Dame gets comfortable with everything, Dame's going to take the burden off Jimmy. And, and I think that actually is is a positive because sometimes Jimmy just doesn't want to do it. He just doesn't want to be out front. He just wants to be himself or he wants to be totally contrarian. So I think that that is definitely going to help here. Um, I also think that one of the things we've talked about is having the two tracks and the two timelines, but Dame's on Jimmy's timeline. They are both desperate to win big now. Bam has a little bit more time, but he's gotten a taste of it now being in the finals twice and, and not being able to contribute in one of those finals the way that he wanted. Uh, when you look back at the bubble series against the Lakers and then obviously in the conference finals another time. So I think that this thing works from an off the court perspective. I think the fact that Dame has this existing relationship with Bam, I think actually will make things easier at times with Bam and Jimmy, where sometimes, you know, you haven't gotten the sense that maybe that they were as close as they were early on in their tenure. And it does always seem kind of like Jimmy would do like the post game with Kyle. Right. But I think bringing Dame in brings a fresh energy there. So that's just one of the things that I thought of. Is there anything else you think that, that uh, I mean, on the court, off the court, as we close here, Brady, that, that may be helpful to Jimmy here. It's tough to say. I, I just think to your point, I mean, we talked about, I think everything about the on court stuff, but I think the off court stuff could be, uh, just a funny, just a fun combo, just because of the fact that both of these guys are two guys that really are trying to get over that hump that have been close, that have really are just trying to like their legacies are their legacies. Like both of these players, we know what they're going to be talked about down the line. They just need a ring. Like that's pretty much what this comes down to. And you're telling yourself to put yourself in a position to go to this type of team, a Miami Heat team that structures themselves the way that they do. Like, I don't think there would be a better situation for the two of them to come together and try to make another run. Like, try to make that one run and get finally get over the hump because they have each other potentially. So I just think it would make sense. Uh, it would just be a pretty cool storyline. The fact that two guys that have been uh, pillars of, like, great playoff moments, like, just mm -hmm. great moments, period, being able to do it together and get over that hump. Like, that's just something that would 
I think matter in the in the context of like years from now we look back at stuff. That's a good point because it always becomes, you know, who who was responsible, right? Like KD, you know, going out to Golden State to Curry's team that he had to go out to Curry's team to win, even though KD was actually uh, more dominant, you know, in those playoff series than Curry was a lot of the time. Uh, but the, the comparison to make, and I know Heat fans are going to hate this comparison, but I look at Boston 2008. Because if you look at the three guys who came together there, and that was the first super team, KG hadn't won. He'd gotten to a conference finals. Ray Allen hadn't won. He'd gotten to a conference finals. Paul Pierce hadn't won. So the three, and he he had, I don't even think he'd gotten to a conference finals at that point. I might be wrong, but I don't believe that any of those, certainly not the teams with Antoine Walker. So you had three guys who had not made it to the finals together, winning together. And in this case, you'll have two who've been to the finals and another one in Dame who's been to a conference finals. But it's okay if three guys need each other to get there. It comes off, you know, to some as kind of, you know, latching on if it's one guy who has to join others who won. The KD example with Curry and Clay and Draymond. And honestly, the LeBron example with Dwayne. That wouldn't be the case here. This is this is a championship that would be a shared championship, provided the three of them all provide uh, provide something to it, and you would expect that they would. So we've talked about it being a great fit in a lot of different ways. We obviously know Jimmy's respect for Dame and vice versa. Um, we'll see if it actually happens. And probably by the time this post podcast posts, like you said, Dame will be in Charlotte. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to our sponsors, Better Edge and Prize Picks. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.